Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. 25 years ago, I sold my soul to the devil to become a corporate executive. I quit it all to play the blues. My name is Tom the Suit Force, and this is Chasing the Blues. Hey everybody, this is Tom the Suit Forced, and you cannot see me, but I have a beautiful baritone guitar in my hand, and I'm in the mood to play. Welcome to another episode of Chasing the Blues. When we started this podcast a year or so ago, I think it would have been hard to imagine recording a first session of 50 episodes. Here we are. I can say it's been an amazing, interesting journey so far. We've interviewed some amazing blues musicians from all around the world, as far away as Ireland, even China. We've had live interviews with Paul Nelson of Johnny Winter Band, Christine Ullman, a.k.a. the Beehive Queen, of Soul, who you have heard and seen on the show's Saturday Night Live in the Saturday Night Live band. There's been Anthony Gomes, Joe Lewis Walker, Ali Venable, Jonathan Long, Wee Willie Walker, Big Daddy Wilson, Bobby Rush, and man, the list just goes on and on. Really, so many incredible players. What we talk about on the podcast is the roots of their music, chasing down stories of original blues masters from Robert Johnson to B.B. King, Elmore James to Muddy Waters. The list goes on. We talk about where the blues come from and where it lives today. The men and women around the world who are helping keep the blues alive for generations of tomorrow's to enjoy, and I can't tell you how much fun it's been. We'll be starting the next season of Chasing the Blues in just a few weeks, and I hope you'll keep tuning in with us. Find us on www.chasingthebluespodcast.com, where you can listen to all of the shows we've done this year to date. And when you're on social media, please look for us. All we hope is that you continue to enjoy Chasing the Blues and sharing the news with all your friends. By the way, we are always looking for a new musical guest to interview and old blues legends to share. By all means, drop me an email at chasingthebluespodcast at gmail.com and we'll make it happen. Just a little bit about me. I'm a blues-based singer-songwriter lifelong musician, guitarist, and recording artist. 
who about 20 years ago did the unthinkable. I sold my soul to the devil and became a corporate executive. I always had a plan in getting back into music, and then at the age 57, I finally took a great leap of faith. I reclaimed my soul and became a full-time musician. I can tell you, that was not the most financially sound decision I've ever made in my life. But on the other hand, I can say it's been an amazing journey since that time. And I have not had one regret. I was recently inducted into the Connecticut and New York Blues Hall of Fame. I've been very fortunate to tour the world, recorded with some really fine and famous musicians, including Grammy winner Paul Nelson, who produced my first album, On Fire. On January 2020, I am proud to announce that I will be releasing a new EP of material recorded at Factory Underground Recording Studios in Connecticut. My new album is a mix of blues and Americana, and it features some amazing special guests, including my good friend, Christine Ullman, who sings a duet with me on a song called Everything is Falling. I'm really proud of this work, and I hope you will give it a good listen. For more information on my music and tour dates, stay tuned to www.tomthesuitforce.com. And we'll be right back with Chasing the Blues. Today, we're going to get into the story of a gospel singer and a blues guitarist who was so ahead of her time, it blew my mind. We've always wanted to do a special episode honoring women of the blues, but to tell you the truth, there are so many women pioneers of blues music, to honor them all in one podcast would be impossible. And of all these ladies, not one would deserve less than a full podcast of her own. So it brings us to today's feature, Sister Rosetta Tharp. Some say Rosetta Tharp is the godmother of rock and roll, which really speaks to the raw, visceral quality of her gospel singing. That is said to have been the direct influence by the likes of Johnny Cash, Carl Perkins, Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis, the famous four who as teenage boys and young men would sit in the back of the church to hear her sing. But Rosetta was more than a gospel singer. She was also an electric blues player who was a master player in her own right. In old films and videos, which I have seen, you can see and hear the power of her live playing, and I think for me, the word that comes to mind is the command that she had. She is credited as being one of the first popular recording artists to use heavy distortion on her electric guitar. And this was before electric blues. Her guitar playing techniques had a profound influence on the development of British blues in the 60s, 
In particular, a European tour with Muddy Waters in 1963 with a stop in Manchester, England, is cited by prominent British guitarists such as Eric Clapton, Jeff Beck, and Keith Richards. So like I said, Tharp was known to many as a gospel artist, but her willingness to cross the line between sacred and secular by performing her music of light in the darkness, of nightclubs and concert halls with big bands behind her push spiritual music into the mainstream. I would have to say that in this, Tharp was a serious, groundbreaking artist. In so doing, she helped pioneer the rise of pop gospel, beginning in the around the late 30s, 1938 or so, with the recording of Rock Me, and with her 1939 hit, This Train. This train is a clean train, you know this train. This train is a clean train, I said this train. This train is a clean train, everybody ride it in Jesus' name because this train is a clean train, Lord, this train. This train has left the station, you know this train. This train has left the station, I said this train. Because this train is a clean train You know this train It's the prettiest train I ever have seen on this train It's the prettiest train I ever have seen on this train It's the prettiest train I ever have seen Now if you want to ride it you must get redeemed Because this train is a clean train Lord, this train This train is bound for glory. Everybody ride her must be holy because this train is a clean train. You know this train. Rosetta's 1944 release, Down by the Riverside, 
was selected for the National Recording Registry of the U.S. Library of Congress in 2004, which noted that it captures her spirited guitar playing and unique vocal style, demonstrating clearly her influence on early rhythm and blues performers and cited her influence on many gospel, jazz, and rock artists as well. Down by the Riverside was recorded by Tharp on December 2nd, 1948, in New York City, and was issued as a DECA single. I'm going to lay down my heavy load Down by the riverside Down by the riverside Down by the riverside I'm going to lay down my heavy load Down by the riverside Study war no more I ain't going to study war no more No, I ain't going to study war no more No, no, I ain't going to study Study war no more I ain't going to Her 1945 hit, Strange Things Happening Every Day, recorded in late 1944, featured Tharp's vocals and electric guitar with Sonny Price on piano, bass, and drums. 
It was the first gospel record to cross over, hitting number two on Billboard, Race Records Chart, the term then used for what later became the R&B chart in April of 1945. The recording has been cited as a precursor of rock and roll. It's little wonder that on December 13, 2017, Tharp was chosen for induction into Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as an early influence, a well-deserved honor for an incredible artist. You can hear in these recordings how incredible she was as a singer and an electric guitarist. But there is a lot more to this story that we are going to get into after this short break. What you just heard is my brand new Jam Buddy by Joyo. 
Today's episode of Chasing the Blues has been sponsored in part by Joyo Technology. And so we're pleased to announce a special Joyo giveaway that we've been telling you about for the last several weeks. Chasing the Blues will be giving away a Joyo Jam Buddy that you just heard, a great pedal and amp rolled into one. I take it on the road with me, and I know you're going to enjoy this. Here's how you win it. All you do is go to my website, ChasingTheBluesPodcast.com, and share any episode of your choosing on your Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. And use the hashtag ChasingTheBluesGiveaway. We will be announcing the winner right here and shouting you out on all our social media. Thanks, everybody. And now, back to Chasing the Blues. We are back with more about Sister Rosetta Tharp. Her parents were said to be cotton pickers, and little else is known, except her father was a singer. Tharp's mother, Katie, was also a singer and a mandolin player, evangelist and preacher for the Church of God. They encouraged rhythmic musical expression, dancing and praise, and allowing women to sing and teach in church. Encouraged by her mother, Tharp began singing and playing the guitar as Little Rosetta Newman at the age of four and was cited as a musical prodigy. Understanding her background, it makes sense how rooted in the gospel music she was. But there is obviously so much power and pain in her singing that you start to feel that there was something else going on. What is known She became Sister Rosetta Tharp from her first marriage at the age of 19 to a traveling preacher who would travel with Rosetta and her mother doing musical ministry until that marriage ended at 23 years old. So the young divorcee set out for New York City. I mean, basically, she did the unthinkable, right? She left her preacher husband, left her mother, left the church, that she'd been raised in and performed for all her life to move from rural Arkansas to New York. Where did she find the strength to do this? What was she after in her life? It was 1938 and she leaves for New York and later that same year on October 31, at the age of 23, she recorded for the first time Four sides for a deck of records backed by Lucky Millinder's Jazz Orchestra. The first of gospel songs recorded by Decca Rock Me, That's All, My Man and I, and The Lonesome Road were instant hits, establishing Tharp as an overnight sensation and one of the first commercially successful gospel recording artists. <laughs> You hear me swinging, hear the words that I'm singing. Mudge my soul with water from on high. While the world of love is around me, evil thoughts do bite me. Oh, if you leave me, I will die. You just hide me in novelism 
Tell us time the life is over in the cradle of dollar. All it be You take me to your blessed home above. See, I'm maintaining. I just go on uncomplaining. But before this time, another year. Oh, my life may all forsake me. And death may overtake me. But if I am with him, I have no need to fear. You just hide me in thy bosom. Tell us now, life is over. Rock me in the cradle. I'll love. Oh, defeat me. Hell, I want no more. Then you take me to your blessed home above. Oh, make my journey brighter. You just make my burden lighter. Help me to do good wherever I can. Oh, let thy presence thrill me. Thou loving kindness fill me. Then you hold me. In the hollow of the hand. At this point, she signs a seven-year contract with Reminder Records and was managed by McGay. Her records caused an immediate furor. Many churchgoers were shocked by the mixture of gospel-based lyrics and secular-sounding music. But secular audiences love them. Tharp's appearance with Cab Calloway at Harlem's Cotton Club that same year in October 1938 and in John Hammond's Spirituals to Swing concert at Carnegie Hall on December 23, 1938 gained her more fame along with notoriety. So not only does she move from rural Arkansas to New York at the age of 23, That same year, she performs at the Cotton Club, Carnegie Hall, and records four groundbreaking records. Boy, I'll tell you, she is quite an inspiration. Needless to say, Tharp fell out of favor with segments of the gospel community. You'd have to say that performing gospel music for secular nightclub audiences and alongside blues and jazz musicians and dancers was pretty unusual for the time. But in conservative, religious circles, a woman playing the guitar was pretty unheard of. But then Tharp wasn't just playing the guitar, winning guitar battles at the Apollo Theater, with people playing backhanded compliments saying, she plays like a man, but she was spitting fire in a way that must have deeply shocked the people she left behind in Arkansas. But if there was one thing, Sister Rosetta was not doing. She was not looking back. In 
tell you the natural facts. That a man don't understand that Bible writing, that's all. I just tell you that's all. But he better have religion now. I just tell you that's all. When you see people jump from church to church, you know that that conversion don't amount to much, that's all. I just tell you that's all. But he better have religion now. I just tell you that's all. money and you can go to hell and that's all I just tell you that's all but he better have religion now I just tell you that's all that's the kind of preacher he's high in speech he has to go to college just to learn how to preach and that's all I just tell you that's all Somebody better have religion now I just tell you that's all Now he can go to the college And he can go to the schools But he hasn't got religion He's an educated fool and that's all I just tell you that's all But he better have religion now In 1946, Rosetta met a young female piano player, Mary Knight, who she had seen on stage. So impressed, she would immediately ask Knight to join her band, and they would go on to record a song together that was a breakout hit, Up Above My Head, I Hear the Music. What was really unique about their working during this period was that they would often tour with just the two of them together and no other accompaniment. Between Maria's piano and percussion playing and Rosetta's vocals and commanding rhythms on both piano and guitar, they had the sound of an entire band with just the two of them. It was also rumored during their period of working together that they were more than friends on the road, which is really possible considering that Rosetta had up until this point, two unhappy marriages. But who knows? In the closet, romantic or not, the two were inseparable for at least three years. What is known, though, is that in 1950, a terrible house fire would take the lives of Maria's mother and children while she was on the road touring with Rosetta. As a touring artist myself, I can only imagine how devastating something like that would be to Maria. The traumatized performer would find it just too much to bear, and she left Rosetta 
to carry on alone. Up above my head, up above my head, I hear music in the air. I hear music in the air. Now up above my head, up above my head. In the wake of losing Maria Knight, Tharp rebounded and surprised everyone by marrying a third time in 1951 to her new manager, Russell Morrison, before a crowd of 25,000 people at Griffin Stadium in Washington, D.C. By all accounts, it was a fantastic publicity that would capture the imagination of the nation and became a major news story at the time. A commemorative wedding music album became a bestseller. Was it a real marriage beyond all the publicity? That's hard to say, but she did stay married to Morrison throughout the rest of her life. Sister Rosetta Tharp toured Europe in 1964 as a part of the blues and gospel caravan, along with the likes of Muddy Waters, Little Willie Smith, Reverend Gary Davis, Cousin Joe. Imagine what a tour lineup that was. Tharp was introduced on stage and accompanied on piano by Cousin Joe Pleasant. One Concert in the Rain was recorded by Granada Television at the disused railway station at Wilbraham Road, Manchester, in May 1964. The band performed on one platform while the audience was seated on the opposite platform. By all accounts, this was the tour where Jeff Beck, Eric Clapton, Keith Richards all became highly influenced by Sister Rosetta's guitar performance. One can only imagine how powerful that performance was. Oh, the sweet horsey. Oh, the sweet horsey. Oh, this is the wonderful time of my life. 
Uncle Joe? Yeah, Peter. It's raining and the people are so trying to stay in the house. And I'm afraid it is. People are so sweet to stay oh, here. And I come in on them. Yeah. Let me tell you what I come in on. Oh, yeah. trouble. The train is gone. 
but I'm going to catch the next one. Trouble in mind, I'm blue, but I won't be blue always, because the sun is going to shine. you enjoyed this special episode of Chasing the Blues, when I think about the life story of Sister Rosetta Tharp, I find it so inspiring to think of this young woman breaking free of all limits and achieving her musical dreams. At the end of the day, it's what we all want to do, isn't it? But when you listen to her singing and her guitar playing, I mean, 
She had such power on both instruments. It's really just little wonder how influential she was to so many great musicians that would follow her path. Thank you, Rosetta. And thank you all for listening to Chasing the Blues. Chasing the Blues recorded at Factory Underground Studios in Norwalk, Connecticut. You can learn more about Factory Underground at factoryundergroundstudio.com and connect with me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Tom the Suit Force. You can find my music, tour dates, merch, and more on TomTheSuitForce.com. Thank you for listening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.